0: What's life like as a high innovator? All sweetness and light with bulbs of brilliance flashing in the brain? Or is it full of frustration as you struggle to conform with the straight-jacketed constrictions imposed by the rest of the world? Well, you can find out on this special edition of Riot Point Radio. In this edition, we talk to Susan Robertson, Susan specializes in innovation and comes across high innovators in her practice all the time. She gives some tips on how high innovators can demonstrate their value to colleagues, as well as tips on how high innovators can find their tribe and charge their batteries. We join a conversation already in progress. So Susan, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: The work I do is related to innovation and creative thinking. I do a lot of teaching, training, and consulting around how to be more creative, how to make your organization have a culture of innovation. And within that, I do some work with the KAI system to help people understand where their natural inclinations are and where they have the most energy in the creative process and what is their natural style of problem solving.
0: And tell me what you mean then about uh, energy and how it relates to uh, preferred problem-solving style.
1: Most people feel more energetic about the tasks they're doing Mm -hmm. if that task seems to be within their comfort zone. So if people are acting in a style that, fits with how they prefer to behave, they feel really good about that. Uh, if it doesn't fit so well with their natural style, it feels much more like work. It's more like drudgery. It's not as easy.
0: Mm. Okay. So, so basically then people who spend time in their preferred style have the most energy, but of course you, with your work, you may well be coming across folks who are at the more extreme end of the KAI spectrum.
1: Yes, of course. I see people all across the range and and people who are on the extreme at either end uh, can sometimes have some struggles because if you just think about the sheer numbers of other people who think like you do, if you're at the extreme ends of the range, there aren't a lot of other people who think like you do. So your chance of running into them and rubbing elbows with them every day is lower. And all of us, I think, feel a little bit more comfortable when we feel like we're with people who think like I do so, for people who are in the extremes, there are simply fewer of those people, so sometimes they can feel a little bit on the outside of the the norm
0: hmm uh, I'm interested in finding out then what's it like living outside the norm if i was a, if I was a high innovator, um, what would life be like?
1: So I think there's a bright side and a dark side and so I'll talk about the bright side first so the bright mm-hmm. side is people are who high innovators tend to have a lot of energy around ideas. They tend to be open to possibilities. They tend to be interested in new experiences. They like playing with ideas and considering new options. So there's a lot of positive uh, energy and feeling around new and ways to think differently and explore new things, which is the good part. Uh, The dark side is that most people around them are, less energetic about new ideas. Uh, sometimes they're a little bit confused by the ideas that the high <laughs> innovator might come up with. Sometimes they look at them sideways like, I think you're a little bit crazy. Uh, so they, the people that are on the extreme um, can struggle a little bit to communicate their ideas to other people and to feel like other people accept their ideas and And kind of understand where they're coming from.
0: And and how do those who are not high innovators, i.e. the majority of the population, how do they perceive uh, high innovators? Uh,
1: Again, I think there's a bright side and a dark side to how other people perceive people on the extreme. So one of the exercises I typically do in my workshops around KAI is I ask people, what kind of labels does the general population have for people who are high innovators, and what kind of labels does the general population have for people who are high adapters? And those labels, when I simply ask the question, give me labels, they tend to be negative both directions. Mm. Because the natural instinct is the way I do things is right, and so if you don't do it the way I do it, you're wrong, which means I get to have a negative Mm. label for you. So typically, the negative labels that I hear around people that are high innovators are things like they're disruptive, they are disorganized, they are lack focus. So these are all the sort of negative things that the general population would say about people that are high innovators. But then in the same exercise, I say, okay, let's let's flip the mindset and say, what benefits do high innovators right. bring to a group? And then the language changes. Of course, when you do it the other direction, the same is true. When you say what benefits do high adapters bring, those labels change as well and become more positive. But In the case of high innovators, when you say, what benefits do they bring? People are very, it's very easy for people to come up with positive aspects that high innovators bring. Openness to new ideas, fresh perspective, jolting us out of the status quo, helping us realize the possibility in ideas. So people definitely understand that those high innovators bring benefits, but it's not the first instinct. When when you just first say... What kind of labels do people have? They don't tend to be positive. And again, that's true in both directions of people on either extreme. But when you remind people, oh, by the way, those people do bring benefits. What are they? They have no trouble articulating what those benefits are. It's Mm. just not the first thought.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Did that answer your question?
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Absolutely. So, uh, so as you say, uh, Susan. Then there are some positive aspects that can be come from uh, from being an outlier in this particular case, a high innovator. What, um, what, what suggestions might you have to help make high innovators' output more digestible to the general organization, so that they are valued rather than seen as annoying?
1: A couple of things I think can help in terms of. In the work situation, one suggestion is to find yourself a partner that you can kind of regularly rely on who is not an extreme innovator like you are and run your ideas by that person before you spout them off in a meeting. Just get some input to maybe hone them a little bit to make them feel more palatable and get that person's input on how can I make this idea better? Because that's what, again, that's what people who are high adapters are particularly genius at, is making things better. So you're going to really serve yourself and serve the idea if you get the input of someone who's going to help you make it better. That's one tip. Another tip, frankly, is to find your tribe. Find some other people in your organization who are also high innovators like you are and have lunch or breakfast with them once a month or once a week Uh, and and pass around best practices amongst yourselves because you will have all at some point discovered and and implemented coping mechanisms in your own life that you're maybe not even aware that you have figured out but you have <laughs> and sharing those with other people and hearing their coping mechanisms will probably help you
0: oh that is that is a fantastic practical tip because I know when I've come across either high innovators or high adapters who may only be in one or two percent uh, of the population, uh, they do feel that they're the only one in the world that actually feels, uh, think that they think they this way. Um, and uh, when they find somebody else who has the same perspective, it is such a relief such a joy. So uh, I heartily recommend uh, that suggestion. Find somebody who sees the world the same way that you are and spend time with them. It provides a tremendous amount of, tremendous amount of relief. Um, Is there anything else uh, that you might suggest at all?
1: A few things. Firstly, schedule yourself time for when you're allowed to work in your style Mm-hmm. and schedule yourself time for when you must have some more adaptive habits right. and and make that make that a habit, which that in and of itself is rather difficult for a high innovator, but it's probably right. a coping mechanism you need to put in place. So because you do have to, in, in work and in life, you do have to create some structure around something. So having a habit around setting aside some time to do that will be helpful. Another... Tip I have is again related to find your tribe within work. This is find your tribe outside of work. So, high innovators I know, uh, the kinds of things they do outside of work really let them revel in that high innovation, which I think makes it a little easier when they have to not revel in that at work. So, for example, one high innovator I know, she does improv comedy. Another high innovator I know goes to uh, something called the Creative Problem Solving Institute, which is a, a, an annual conference that's about creative problem solving. But the, the kind of people who tend to gather there tend to be high innovators. So again, find your tribe. There, that's, that, that's the biggest concentration of high innovators I've ever found. That's a conference I happen to go to myself. And there are a tremendous number of high innovators there. Um, There are other kinds of activities that you can immerse yourself in where high innovators are likely to gather. There's a program called Creative Mornings, and I believe it's a monthly breakfast, a series of breakfast meetings. And it is in a variety of cities, I think hundreds of cities across the U.S. and across the world. This program called Creative Mornings, and again, it's a a series of breakfast meetings, and typically there's a speaker. And I think that's another place where high innovators tend to gather. So that's my second tip, uh, find your tribe. And my third tip is remind yourself regularly of the value you bring, because you're probably externally reminded fairly regularly of the dark side of your, of your <laughs> high innovation. So you need yeah. to remind yourself regularly of the bright side, because there is a bright side and it, that can be less obvious to people who aren't high innovators themselves.
0: Well, Susan, that's, that is fantastic. Thank you very much indeed. Those are very practical tips on, uh, on how we ensure our batteries get charged. So thank you for sharing your perspective. If you want to know more about Susan, go to her website, sharpeninnovation.com. That's sharpeninnovation.com. And that's it for this special edition of Wright Point Radio. If you want more, go to therightpoint.com. And as usual... If you know anyone who would find this information helpful, pass it on, share the love.